happy to have you here. As I mentioned before we got started, I see you everywhere. You are truly out here making it happen. And I'm just very proud of you for everything you're doing in your career in sports. You're a trailblazer. 12 years old, trailblazer, okay? So I'm just gonna head and go and go ahead and say that, okay? Thank um, you. Yeah. So I want to start off by listing off the things just in your Instagram bio. 12-year-old reporter, 2022 at week, most powerful women in sports, ESPN MOB Kids Cast, Aces Sideline Reporter, Clippers Kids Cast, host of Dish with Pepper and author of Not To Anything book. That is loaded for anyone, <laughs> let alone 12 years old, okay? So again, you're making it happen out there and I'm just so proud of you. And I know so many athletes and other journalists are proud of you. So let's get into it. <laughs> Thank you for having me, I'm so excited. Of course. So I wanna start off with what was your goal when you first started your reporting journey? Because I know a lot of times the awards and the accolades come over time, but they're not really the reason why we get into it. Clearly you have a stack resume, but what was the goal when you first started? Yeah, so when I first started, um, well, my first interview, the, I was six. So, and I mean, all kids at all ages, but especially like at that age, I had so many questions. Um, and I was just starting to play basketball and my parents were amazing. And my dad took me to WNBA games all the time. So I was very like conscious of that. And I just had a lot of questions about it because like, I really like basketball. Like it, it makes sense. I have questions for the people who are doing it at the highest level. Um, and my dad had a previous connection with the Liberty. So we kind of reached out just to see if I could like send in my questions just because that would be like amazing, right? For a six year old to get her questions answered by professionals doing what she loves. Um, and they were like, why don't you come in and we'll like record it and you can interview um, her Sugar Rogers who I ended up interviewing like in person, face to face, like at the practice facility. It was an amazing experience. Um, so I think it's always my journalism and reporting has always kind of been based in my own curiosity. Um, but the next kind of big project I did was when I realized like so many more people are at NBA games, like so many more people watch that, like why? Um, and I wanted to do like a series of interviews just to promote the WNBA because I loved it. Why shouldn't everybody else? You know, that was probably at like seven or eight. And then when I was nine, um, I was working through being bullied at school. And, and after that, I was, after I kind of like overcame it a little bit, like at school, um, I was like, why is this happening to you? Like, I wonder if this has happened to anybody else and how they overcame it. And again, the first place I turned was to athletes, the WMEA. Um, and that was kind of the next sort of thing I did. And then it kind of stopped for a little bit and then the pandemic happened. And I was like, this is awful. Uh, but it was honestly, Without that, I don't know if I would be where I am today because it allowed me to go to Zoom press conferences where I could talk to almost anybody and not worry about being able to be there. And it was a lot more open. It was really easily accessible. And through that, I was able to go to press conferences and kind of more consistently cover um, the WNBA and sports in general just to try to bring attention to the stories and people that inspire me. So I've done a lot with um, sports journalism, but a lot of it is based in just my love um, for sports and my curiosity around it and wanting to highlight stories that inspire me. Yeah, 
that's again incredible for you to have your first interview like real deal interview at six <laughs> like what were the emotions you were feeling were you nervous were you excited yeah i think i was definitely a little bit nervous um but i was mostly excited i think like because that's kind of it's a really big deal um and i don't remember all of it but i like going back and watching like the interview um it just i looked like i was having so much fun and i think that's always um been the case for me like i'll be a little bit nervous before um but once i kind of get out like on once it's like live once i'm out on the stage like whatever um then i really start to feel comfortable yeah what have been your favorite moments so far along the journey yeah i think you listed some of them i think doing I have so many. Um, I think doing the Aces sideline um, was a really awesome experience because that was like really coming to fruition what I really wanted to do, um, like broadcasting, like a WNBA game, like actually like, and that was amazing. And the players, the organization, everybody, the Aces were amazing um, hosting me in Las Vegas where I had two games there and I would love to do more. Um, and then also doing the MLB Kids cast for the past few years has been amazing because it really allows me to do um, what I also love to do in terms of my reporting, which is highlight kids and make stories accessible for kids. And that's what that's all about, which I absolutely love. Um, what else have I done? I um, at an event um, called Makers, which is basically this amazing, like massive event um, where basically a bunch of women who do, not all in sports, like from all around the world to do all types of things kind of come together. And I was able to, um, doing an interview on the stage, but just being there at that event and kind of like soaking that in was amazing. Um, okay, so that's, I was kind of do five. Um, and then I did the AMAs a couple years ago. I was um, the red carpet host for the Jennifer Hudson show because they had had me on. And that was an amazing experience because I kind of got to move away from sports for a second. And I love like music and movies, like all of that. Like I love it too. And that was an amazing experience kind of doing not sports for a second, but still like doing what I love, asking questions. And then the most recent thing that's kind of happened is me writing a children's book, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more later, but it's, it was an amazing experience and um, a really long process, but I'm so excited that you know, it's available for pre-order now and that like I can share my story in a way that hopefully will positively impact kids. Yeah, definitely want to talk about your book more, but I want to ask you about tapping into making stories or doing reporting that caters to kids, that kids can understand. What does that look like? Because growing up, I don't think I've ever read a newspaper article or seen a news story that I was like, oh, I understand this. Or like, wow, this makes so much sense. Yeah, I think the first thing is it being me a kid in the first place, I think makes it um, immediately like more accessible. And one thing that I almost always do when I'm doing interviews is I ask for advice because I think that's a question and answer that most kids can apply themselves in whatever way. Um, and that I have always loved asking for myself and for others. Um, and I also will like ask questions based on kids, like based on what athletes experiences were as a kid. Like, did you dream of making to this to whatever point as a kid? Like, what does it feel like to have fulfilled your childhood and like stuff like that where I can focus on kids and what's great about that is being in press conferences often people have questions and they'll end up getting asked but for me when I'm focusing on questions like that not very rarely do other people kind of focus on that kid perspective and I think that's really really special to be able to um kind of portray that in a way yeah 
I, I think that's so cool. I just think of my niece, my nephew, they're in high school now, but they don't really follow the news. They don't really follow press conferences. And naturally as a journalist, like we, we pay attention, we know what's kind of happening, but it's interesting to think that a question focus on advice or meeting your goals, how that really can help them wherever they are versus just like some deep question about, you know, what, what happened pregame or what was the situation or can you talk about this incident? That doesn't right. really speak to a 12 year old, a high schooler the same way um, it could speak to someone older. So I think, I think that's really good perspective that I never even thought about. Right. I think the thing is that's so interesting about what I do too, is that it's not only questions for kids too. Like I will ask those questions. Like, um, like I watch basketball all the time. Like I can't, like I'll do like the high basketball key questions, but I think it's good to have a balance. So right. when I'm putting together like clips and stuff, so there's maybe things that like I as a player am really asking and then me as a kid is asking. I think it's really cool to kind of have that balance in a way. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's another thing that just makes you such a good and complete journalist because I noticed that about you as well. Like when you're in the press conference, there's no there's no difference. Like there's no situation where like Pepper is a kid and you have these other journalists who've been doing it for 20 years. It's like, no, your questions are solid. You can tell you've done your research. So when I say I'm proud of you, I mean it. Like, I know you don't know me like that, but like, I am so proud of you. And I know many other journalists are because you're really making it happen and you're so showing what it can look like. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years in or 12 years old. Like if you do the work and do the research, you can be a great journalist. So yeah. shout out to you again. I'm giving you, you. your flowers all day. Okay. Because all you right. absolutely deserve them. Yeah. So, and you also mentioned that you started your reporting and asking these questions because you had questions as a player. So talk to me about your journey through basketball. I wasn't really familiar with the athlete side of Pepper. Yeah. So I, started playing basketball when I was four, I think soccer around the same time. And those are my main two sports for a while. Um, during the pandemic, I kind of, for better, for worse, moved away from soccer. Um, I was playing travel soccer, which is a lot of practices a week. And I think didn't really allow me to do everything else that I wanted to do. Um, and basketball has kind of always been my favorite sport um, to play. And I think the one that I'm the best at, I've been playing it for the longest. I mean, since four years old, it's like eight years for me because I'm 12 now. Um, and yeah, I played on my first team like games when right before the pandemic. So I think eight or nine. Um, and what was awesome about that experience was my dad was coaching and I love that. Um, and then sort of the pandemic kind of I took a dip, but I was practicing a lot just on myself, like ball handling in my apartment. Um, and then when the pandemic kind of slow down a little bit. Um, I tried out for AAU teams and I ended up playing on a team that wasn't kind of the right fit for me as a player um, and was a lot more demanding than I want because especially with the work that I do and all the other sports that I play in school, it's really hard to balance all that with a team that's really demanding in terms of practices and games. Like almost every weekend I couldn't do anything else and that was really hard for me. Um, it was also really hard for me because I was on the road to testing for my black belt in Taekwondo, which I did end up. Yeah, I got my black belt in June. You do everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was something that I really wanted to do that that team was like not allowing me to do. And I loved playing um, as much as I did, but it just wasn't quite the right fit. And I ended up switching teams in the spring. Um, and that team was a lot better fit for me. Um, just practices and practices during the week 
um, and kind of tournaments, but not every weekend and a lot more flexibility with me being able to do a softball tournament or go to a game and cover it and stuff like that. Like I really want to do. Um, yeah, so that's for basketball. And then I recently, not recently, like after the pandemic when I was like nine or so, I started playing softball, which is my mom's sport. Um, so she, so I play little league and on my district team and she's the coach for that. And I love having my mom as my coach too. I think it's super cool having had both my parents as coaches and softball is just another sport that I kind of fell in love with. Um, yeah. And then I started volleyball in the, in the fall. Like I wouldn't try all the sports, um, but I really love like basketball and softball are probably my favorite right now. Wow. You just named so many sports, <laughs> so many things and you hit on balance. So what does a typical week look like for Pepper with, Karate with basketball, with reporting, with school, with softball. How yeah. do you structure your week? Yeah, so school Monday through Friday. Um, on Mondays, I'll just like do the rundown. Right now, I'm on uh, winter break, which has been great because school is starting to pick up a lot, a lot of tests and quizzes. I was like, okay, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I go back on. Monday. Yep. So I have the rest of this week. Um, yeah. So on Mondays, usually I will have dance after I'm in dance, dance as well. Oh yes. Um, and that's just one time a week. It's for my school. Um, and then I, in the fall and the spring, I have softball practice usually after that. But in the winter right now, I just have training on Sundays. And then Tuesday, Wednesdays are kind of my big days. I have um, school sports, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and AU for basketball, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, yeah, it gets to be a lot on those days, but um, I'm really working and handling it. I think it's going really well. And I also know, like, my coaches are aware, my parents are aware that if it gets to be a lot for me, especially if I have homework um, or I'm studying for a test, like, that's full stop. School comes first. Um, and then on Thursday, I have Taekwondo, um, which is really cool, actually, because it's at, like, my elementary school so um basically we go there and I work on more more teaching than actually like doing practice for myself which is really great because I go to an all-girls school so like all these girls like are really like I get to be like a role model for them which is really special for me um yeah and then on Fridays Fridays is usually like my day off um so I have really? softball yeah I have softball in this in the fall and the spring but right now um winter training is just on Sundays um, I'm in the winter for my AU team though. We will start to have games on Fridays. Um, but for right now, I just kind of get, go, get to go home and chill after. Oh, I do have PT, um, for my knee. That's a whole different story. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Talk to me about the knee. Did it come from yeah. basketball? No. Well, partly, but it's more like growth pains. Um, mm -hmm. so it's the fact that it's growth pains and like running, but it's good. I'm growing, which is exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Saturdays and Sundays aren't usually too busy. Um, on Saturday, I type one Joe, like for me practice. And on Sunday, I have training for basketball. But the rest of those days are usually pretty chill. So I know, like, it sounds like I do a lot, but I don't do everything every day. And I do have a decent amount of time to do homework, to study, to spend time with my family, to read, to do every kind of everything else, too. So, yeah. And again, I know you cover a lot of professional sports and the topic of mental health always comes up. So in the midst of your schedule every week, 
what are some of the things you do to make sure you stay grounded and level mentally? Yeah. Um, actually see a sports psychologist that's something that I work a lot with um with her and um I'm just kind of working on like trying to not be negative with myself because it gets to be a lot like um if you think about it, like throughout the day through school sports like, I get a lot of feedback and not all of it's positive so that's really hard to handle but I think just like a lot of breathing like it sounds so simple but it's really powerful um and kind of just focusing on like the positive things that I'm doing because a lot of it is positive it just doesn't always feel that way so I think it's a lot but I also know that I can handle it and am handling it really well yeah I think you're handling it really well at least from the outside looking in yeah <laughs> you're making it happen so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your book not to anything yes I want to know when did that idea come to you when did you start writing and what was the inspiration behind it? Right. So the crazy thing is I never thought about writing a book, like maybe like as an adult, but um, publishers, young authors publishing reached out to me and they were like, hey, your story is amazing. Like, is there any way you would want to write a children's book or any book with us? And I was like, um, that's so cool. Like, yes. So I started the writing process um, around like October, November, December of last year. So it's really basically been a whole year um, and lots of different drafts, getting notes back from the editors, trying to make my story as good as possible. Um, and basically what the book is about is in second grade, my journey through being bullied and kind of how I overcame that and how I used that and like flipped it on its head and turned into the journalist and reporter that I am today, kind of using that in a way to hopefully inspire um, any kids who are going through similar things or just kids and adults in general because everyone kind of has their own struggles um, and you know showing that through all that I was able to have all the successes that I have had um, yeah but the writing process was long one but never really felt that way until I started to like uh, talk about it and think like oh wow like it really was a year like it's coming out on January 30th which is really soon now that we're in January um, and very exciting yeah so the writing process, and then we kind of found, they picked an illustrator and she did an amazing job with the illustrations there. Like like literally what I pictured in my head was exactly like what she did, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, so that whole process was basically a year now that it's coming out. Um, yeah, so it's available for pre-order now, like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you would pre-order a book. Um, and I'm really excited for people to be able to read it and hopefully be inspired by my story. Yeah. So, of course, I haven't read the book yet, but everybody get the book. Get, <laughs> Thank you. Get the book January 30th. But when I saw the title, I thought about people, especially girls and women in sports, being labeled too skinny, too aggressive, too tall, too this, too that. Have right. you ever been given any of those labels that maybe were a part of inspiring the title? Right. So I think the thing that sent me overboard through the course of being bullied was, and this wasn't the only thing that happened, but I was basically given this letter um, with all the things like that was like wrong with me, like oh, too wow. bossy, too, wow. like there's, I don't, I don't remember. I ripped it up. So I don't really have, I'd like, I tried not to remember all this, but yeah. too, too bossy. Like, I feel like too happy, too passionate, like all of these things. Like, and the, the thing that really like topped off for me is they said too athletic. Which, and honestly, thinking about it now doesn't make any sense. And it sounds more like a compliment to me than anything because 
like okay thank you like I am athletic. that's something I take pride in like I love being an athlete um but in the moment that really hurt me because these kids were also athletes like they, we played soccer against each other like I thought that was like a connection point for us but clearly yeah. I was too whatever for them to really think that and so kind of this project I talked about before which where I interview people about their experience being bullied I called that not too athletic um because it was mainly surrounding sports but now for this story i wanted anybody to be able to reach it like we said there's so many ways to phrase that people can call you to anything um and that's why i wanted people to know like you're not to anything you're just right being the way you are and uh i feel like that's a common thing for people to say to try to size someone up and make them feel bad about something that maybe that makes them feel really good um and i think that's awful and so i want people to know that they're not to anything and they're just right yeah, just right. I love that. And when it comes to just where you are now in your process, seeing a sports psychologist, having overcome so much, what does your friendship circle look like? Because I know sometimes after experiencing certain things, it can be hard to trust, to be open to different friendships, close relationships. So have you been able to foster a group of friends, a group of peers that you really feel like is a safe space for you? Yeah, I think a big part of that was I did um, switch schools. So I'm at a different school than um, where all of that happened. And I think a big thing is through sports, I've developed a lot of friendships. I think that's one thing I love about team sports is even try, if you're trying to or not, you go through so much together that you really start to develop those connections. And I love my like sports friendships more than anything. But at school, I have a lot of really close friends as well. Um, and I think one thing I love about my school and my grade specifically is there, like you see on TV, like the popular kids and the jocks, like it's not really anything that happens. I feel like at real school and I love how close we are as a grade. Um, I go to a private school, so we're smaller. So there's like 60 kids in a grade-ish. Um, I feel like we're all like, there's nobody like that hates each other. Like it's all, re- it's like a really good um, like place to be in, like for like having gone through what I went through, but the close friends that I have right now, I think are really good. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you're able to have that safe space in those friendships with everything you've overcome. I feel like that's so important to have a solid community where you feel like you can be yourself and, and not have to worry about any of that bullying or anything like that. So switching gears, let's talk about Pepper, the person behind the journalist, behind the author, behind those titles. What are some of your hobbies outside of sports? Yeah, um, I think a big thing for me is music. I love the same to music. I play the guitar. Um, yeah, that's like another thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I listen to music all the time. It's just definitely a really like big sp- safe space for me. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I love. I love like watching shows and movies. Um, I'm a big Marvel fan. Um, I love like playing games with my family. Um, I have a dog, CJ. He's like my best friend out of all of the people um, yeah. uh, and he I love spending time with him and I've been able to do more of that over my break um what else do I like I love reading I don't often get to read a lot because I'm reading books for school but over the break I started to read books and I forgot how much I loved it reading yeah. books that I choose um yeah I think yeah I think music is a big one for me I like going to concerts like all that stuff so um yeah i love spending time with my friends like all that when i do have the time like that is probably my go-to is probably listening to music playing the guitar like hanging out with my friends my family like doing all of that yeah 
Yeah. Who are some of your favorite artists? Yeah. So um, I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty. Um, nice. Right now, I've been listening to a lot of SZA. I think I really like my friends. Some of my friends got me onto her, and I think she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and seems like she's very like real. Um, and who else do I like? I like Rihanna. I like Sabrina Carpenter. I went to her concert. I also met her at the AMAs, actually. So that was really cool. Um, wow, I feel like there's so many people that I really like. I'm probably missing a bunch of them. I went to a Harry Styles concert um, before last school year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another artist I really like is Tate McRae. She's like kind of new-ish, but I'm going to her concert in August too, which was a Christmas present for me. Yeah. But I listen to a lot of music. Um, I like Nicki Minaj too. She's like the majority of my pregame playlist. Um, I was yeah. gonna ask you, what are you listening to before games? So it's yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'll do like I listen to a lot of music. I listen to music with my parents that maybe wouldn't immediately be on my playlist, but yeah. Yeah. Um, like Prince, like Stevie Wonder, like a lot of those people yeah. I love too. I went to a Janet Jackson concert um, too. Yeah. So I've been, yeah. <laughs> so I like music is a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. I think right now I've been listening to a lot of SZA and Rihanna, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I feel like you have such a cool life. Like a Janet Jackson concert. Yeah. Is huge. Janet is not even really out there performing like that. So the fact that you got in there, like that is huge. Oh my yeah. gosh. And the fact that like you're listening to Prince, Stevie Wonder, shout out to your parents. Because yeah. Feel, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. I feel like over time, especially when I'm on TikTok, I'm like, it feels like unless a song goes viral on TikTok, the younger yeah. generation may never know the greatness from the past. So mm -hmm. shout out to your parents for making sure that you're aware yeah. of the legends and music. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes we'll be in the car and like I'll have like Taylor Swift and I'll be like, who doesn't like our music? And I'm like, yeah, like I think it's really important to have that kind of diversity because like you can't listen to an artist forever. I mean, some people you can. I feel like Taylor Swift is one of those people. She's like, 10 whole albums um and all of them are like kind of different but i think it's good to have diversity in your music taste and my parents definitely fostered that at me yeah i love that okay what's one food you cannot live without oh my gosh i feel like there's so many um okay i'll give you a couple one is like solid pepperoni pizza like new york pizza like like yeah and I could probably eat that every day, even though it would be probably bad for me. Um, I'm also a big breakfast person. So like pancakes, eggs, sausage, like all of that I love too. Um, what else? My mom, my mom cooks a lot for us. And I think she's been doing more of that. And I absolutely, like, I love when she cooks. We just had um, a family friend over and, or a family over and we did like a taco night, which I think we do a lot when they're guests. And it always is so good. Like you like the little assembly line, like make your own tacos. And I love when she does that. Um, she makes really good chicken noodle soup when you're feeling sick or just like whenever. Um, there's so many things. I love my mom's cooking. Um, oh yeah. For Christmas, for Christmas, she's amazing. She does like shrimp and grits. Um, and yeah, I love grits. It's so good. Right. Um, and like, she did like arugula and spinach salad. Like it was, yeah, she's amazing. Um, so I always love a good home cooked meal, but like if not like pizza, a solid cheeseburger, like sushi, like I'm not super like I'll eat most things. I'm not super picky, but like I will go for the kind of basic foods. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom sounds like a five star chef. Okay. <laughs> Everything you just mentioned, I'm like, wow, I will eat that right now. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. 
You said you watch a lot of movies and shows. What mm-hmm. genre do you enjoy the most? Yeah, I think like I'm a big, like I said, a big Marvel person. So like action for sure. Um, but I'll do like a solid mystery. Like I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite movies or shows. I feel like I've watched a lot, like a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, one of my favorite movies too is Ocean's 8, um, oh. which my dad introduced me to. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Um, I think about that one a lot. I don't know. I don't, what did I just watch? We just finished watching What If, which is a Marvel show. Okay. Um, yeah, but I've been trying to read more than watch TV over the break. So yeah. working on that. But yeah, I love Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most recent book you read? Yeah, actually, right now I'm reading um, a book called The Seven Husbands of Emily Hugo, and I just started it. But I was like two pages in, like the main character is like a biracial reporter, like like me. And I was like, that's amazing. So she's basically like, without spoiling, she basically gets the opportunity to interview um, Evelyn Hugo, who is like this like big time like 60s actress. Like she was like, and she's like, I'm finally ready to tell my story. And she picks her. Um, I thought that that was really cool. Like she's like me, like old, like that's exactly like what I do. That's really cool. Um, Yeah, so I... I'm kind of in the process of reading that, um, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, so. Who would be a dream interview if you could put yourself in that book? Who's someone you would be thrilled to tell their story? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so many people in terms of like athletes that I haven't interviewed that I would love to. Like my go-to is like Simone Biles and Serena Williams. I think they're just like the literal goats. Um, (laughs) Right, so those two are big for me. And then in terms of like, not athletes, I would say Taylor Swift, Zendaya. I absolutely love her. Um, like another like amazing biracial woman. She's like incredibly talented at like literally everything she does. Um, yeah, those are probably like my big two for both like sports yeah. and yeah, not sports. Yeah. I'm sure those are coming. Like I feel like you're right there. You probably already met someone who is like one text message away from them. So I just feel like it's on the way. <laughs> I feel like it's on the way. I hope so. Yeah. Who was the first WNBA player or team that you really looked up to? I know you mentioned some connections to the Liberty. Was that where it kind of started for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're definitely like they're my hometown team. They were the first um, like WNBA game that I went to was at uh, Madison Square Garden when they still played there. Um, so I think I've always like definitely deep down been a Liberty fan. But um, after the experience that I had with the Aces doing sideline reporting for them, I definitely have a soft spot for that team too. Um, and Natasha Cloud of the Mystics, she was someone who actually reached out to me during while I was being bullied and was like like FaceTime me. Like actually, yeah, she was someone that I interviewed when I was doing that too. So I've always had a really amazing connection with her. I mean, so many players. Like the crazy thing about the WBA is that like literally every single one of them like oh like most of them like I know or I've talked to and they're all like amazing for the whole league honestly like I feel like if I keep picking more players like I'm missing people but yeah those are probably like two biggest teams and players but like all of them honestly yeah what is something you would want people to know about Pepper that they may not be able to pick up from your Instagram or your forward-facing work yeah I think that like as much as it seems like I do a lot of work for journalism, but it's not always like, like I love science and math and history. Like I love go, like I love school. Like I love learning, not always homework and tests, but I try. Um, 
and that I really like I'm a dog person that's really important um like we talked about like I love music and what's most important for me for what I do for journalism is telling stories that like if I wasn't who I am like watching that I would be impacted by like that's Mm -hmm. my biggest goal and if you like at all like feel a connection to what I do like just tell me like that's all like I would love to hear that and even if not like I will continue to do the work that I'm doing because I think it's really important and there's not a lot of kids like me in this space um and I would love for there to be more of them yeah awesome and I always like to end on this question who is someone who has been instrumental in your success who you have not had the chance to tell who is the person and what is your message Hmm. well first off more general no I do have someone but um I feel like especially in sports media like there's a growing amount of black women who are kind of in those roles and I'm lucky to say like I have so many like big sisters and aunties within the space that it's really hard for me to list them um and someone who's not a journalist my mom I think I like I she's someone who I like she's my comfort like I always go to her whenever like I'm feeling like I'm missing out on something like um if I need help with anything like I go to her and she is like as my softball coach, I feel like I love having her in that role as well. And she's like just incredible to me. She inspires me every day. And also my dad, who kind of like came into this role of like being my dadager, as we yeah. like to call him. Um, and it, like a space where neither of us really knew what to do. And we've kind of worked through that together. And sometimes it's hard to like figure out like what to do with kind of next steps for me in my career. But he's always trying to figure it out. And when I'm at school, like he's working on cutting up the podcast, like when I don't necessarily have the time. And I really, like, I don't say it enough, but I really appreciate the fact that he does that. So I think both of my parents, I am really grateful for, and I can always be more grateful for. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so true. It's like, we're so grateful, but it's like, we can always be even more grateful when we think right. about literally everything they've done for us since day one. Right. So, <laughs> that you would like to add that maybe I didn't ask about your book, about you in general. No, yeah, I think this was super fun. Like, I never really get to tell the non-journalist sports side of Pepper. Um, Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me right now is pre-order Not Do Anything um, out January 30th, which I'm so excited about. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.